2: National Security Advisor John Bolton says Iran's latest provocations threaten international peace and security in the Middle East and around the world. Iran's continued
3: pursuit of nuclear weapons, its threats to exceed the limits set in the failed Iran nuclear deal in the coming days, its continuing buildup of menacing Quds Force capabilities in Syria and Iraq.
2: Bolton adds that Iran should not mistake U.S. prudence and discretion for a weakness. This after the president decided to call off a military strike against that country last week. Bolton spoke today in Israel, in Jerusalem, in fact, with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. He says the U.S. reserves the right to make an attack at a later point and says new sanctions on Iran will be coming tomorrow. This is SRN News.
3: Mark Levin explains where the Democratic Party is headed.
2: That the modern Democrat Party does not stand for
1: Americanism. It stands for the progressive ideology. The progressive ideology was imported into the United States. It wasn't born of the United States.
4: It's an alien ideology.
1: It's an ideology that conflicts with our founding principles, with our declaration, with our constitution. It's the antithesis of freedom.
3: Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio.
5: Just past 1 o'clock on this Sunday, June 23rd here in the Twin Cities, and it's kind of been a dreary day out there today so far. High 76 degrees, low of 63, but those showers will remain pretty likely throughout the rest of the day. And the best and longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities is right here on The Patriot. Join Mitch Berg and Brad Carlson of the Northern Alliance Radio Network every Saturday and Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m., because each week the NARN brings you the best in local, political, and conservative talk. Speaking of the NARN, the Brad Carlson Show gets started right now
3: following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
6: Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering? Go flight. Master control? Go flight. Studio engineer? Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1.
7: We have liftoff.
4: You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take a phone call to 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, hey, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag NARNShow for any comments or questions. Hashtag NarnShow. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in to the broadcast. I hate to be a buzzkill, but uh, the longest uh, day of the year uh was a day or two ago so now the days are only going to get shorter.
5: Why do you got to bring that up? I'm
4: here to spread cheer. That's what well, what can I tell you? I don't think cheer's the right word. <laughs> well, the fact that you mentioned it was dreary out that already kind of, you know, I kind of uh yeah, kind of get you a down feeling a yeah, little bit. Dreary
5: is different than cold and snowy.
4: <laughs> well, it's not cold and snowy. It was it was downright humid this morning. It felt like the Amazon jungle when I opened. True. Went to, went to let the dog out this morning. It's like, holy cow! I'm okay so, with the humidity setting in now.
5: I want it to feel like summer, and then after that, just forget it. I don't want any I'm more an, humidity. I'm a middle aged,
4: overweight guy. I don't do well with humidity. I'm just if, telling you right here. Oh, so. Whatever. We'll, we'll we'll get through it. We'll get through it definitely. And uh, glad to be back uh, with you in the bunker. Uh, in case you didn't realize, I, I actually last Sunday's show I recorded the previous uh, Friday. I don't know if that uh, was noticeable or not, I, and I also noticed during the broadcast. Like, why did I keep giving out the phone number? Did people try to call in last week? Oh, uh, we did have a or... couple call. <laughs> I, what I ended up
5: doing is just blocking off the phones, so just nobody could call in anyway. Yeah, so yeah. we probably heard a couple feelings, but that's
4: kind of the, just the protocol when we don't have a live show. I appeal. I apologize for that, folks. I probably should not have given out the phone number because, <laughs> well, I wasn't here. Uh, so <laughs> you're just used to it. It's just a repertoire thing, you know. Well, yeah, and so uh, it's not. You know, it's 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 not easy doing uh, four hours of radio one. day because I recorded my Sunday show on that on that Friday, the 14th, and then a few hours later I did Lee Michaels Live on our sister station, right. KKMS. So I don't know how these radio hosts do four hours, but the good news is I didn't have to do it all in one sitting. Mm-hmm. I had like a couple of hours between shows. So, yeah, you know, I, I made it work. I made yeah, it work I sure. just, you know, one to
5: three last week I kind of just hung out, put my feet up, watched the Twins game. It was, it was a good old time. There you go. I mean, I have more fun uh, producing your show for you, of course, as opposed to just sitting around doing nothing, but, you know. I
4: missed you. I, admittedly, I missed you. Well, I appreciate that. We're back, but we're back live and uh, to talk about uh, a lot going on this past week. I did want to get to touch on some local items. Uh, why, is, why are some DFL officials, volunteers, staffers, whatever you want to call them, why are they all of a sudden obsessed with murder? I don't get this. Uh, if You probably heard about the story. I read from the Star Tribune. Uh, Governor Tim Walz said Tuesday he is appalled... By a state DFL party staff member's tweet referring to the recently launched USS Minneapolis Saint Paul as a "quote murder boat," closed quote. Certainly, the disrespect shown is beyond the pale," said Walls, who, excuse me, served in the Army National Guard. William Davis, who had who has been the DFL party's research director and deputy communications director, made the controversial comment in response to a tweet about the launch of a new Navy combat ship in Wisconsin. But actually, I think it's gross they're using the name of our fine cities for a murder boat, Davis wrote on Twitter over the weekend. The comment prompted a quick backlash, and David apologized and deleted the tweet. From what I understand, I think he went ahead and deleted his whole account. So when they say delete your account after saying something stupid, he actually took that to heart and deleted his whole account. So uh, the comment, uh, again, prompted a quick backlash. Isn't that amazing, by the way? Whenever a leftist, progressive, whatever you want to call him, does something abhorrent and just flat-out stupid, and there is righteous indignation in response, it's always, conservatives pounced, or there was a quick backlash. I think that should be the least of the story here. But anyways, what do I know? Uh, he later posted on social media. I have nothing but respect for all the soldiers of our country, including the Navy, which my grandpa and five uncles served. It should go without saying that I was talking about a weapon of war that we continue pumping billions of dollars and manpower into. Walls, speaking to reporters Tuesday, added his outrage over Davis's original tweet, saying, There are those that use military for political points on this, and this is not the place to express your opinion when it comes to the christening of a ship. That will have our naval personnel on it. When asked whether Davis should be suspended, Walls declined to comment on a human resources issue, but he added, not as a governor, but as a veteran and Minnesotan, not acceptable. The DFL has removed Davis from the communications role, but he will continue as research director. Uh, I would like to offer my sincere apologies for the tweet sent by one of our employees. It was unacceptable and does not reflect my own feelings or those of the Minnesota DFL. DFL Party Chair Ken Martin said in a statement, the staffer who sent the tweet has apologized and deleted his Twitter account. Okay, there it is. It's verified he deleted his account. Uh, going forward, he will no longer be engaging in public-facing communications on behalf of our party. So there you have it, uh, William Davis. And again, this was the same guy who um, said who was actually suspended for a week without pay after a tweet about bringing Republicans to the guillotines following Election Day, now, okay, that's hyperbole. I I didn't take that literally at all. But this idea that these people, i.e., progressives, are supposedly the woke party, the uh, policing speech—they're the ones who came up in with in early 2011 with we need to uh, we need to choose our words carefully because rhetoric could set off a madman that uh, shoots up a congressional meeting. Uh, was that a complaint, by the way? Uh, that oh, was no,
5: a... at all. That was just Vincent. He just wanted to say hi and aloha.
4: Oh, okay. Well, I appreciate that, Vincent. I uh, always, always wonder when you when know, when you when you feel a phone call and they don't want to talk on air, and that's fine. You no, know, just Vincent's got wants. a lot to talk about. That's just it. He does, he does. We, we always appreciate Vincent listening, of course. And uh, uh, so that was regarding William Davis. And there was another incident that came up um, this past week as well. Uh, Bring Me the News was shared a Pioneer Press story. Uh, a volunteer director for the DFL's 6th Congressional District has resigned after a tweet he made about GOP Rep Tom Emmer's son. The post was by Lane Schubel or Scheibel, Lane Scheibel. It was made in response to Representative Emmer sharing a picture of his son Billy who just became a U.S. Marine. In response... In response, a Twitter user by the name of Lane, who identified himself as a DFL director, wrote, Can't wait to hear about all the Iranian civilians he murdered after you and the GOP finished the garbage Kabuki theater, False Flags, and invade Iran. The user was later identified as Scheibel, who, according to Facebook post, was made volunteer director by the 6th District DFL in May. By the way, being part of being a uh director in the sixth six district DFL's gotta be kind of this may be an old school reference, the equivalent to the Maytag Repairman. Um not a lot going on there because the sixth is one of the more red districts in the entire state and a pretty a Republican uh knock on wood will continue to represent it for, for uh many de- decades ahead. You never know. Uh in response to the tweet, the Minnesota DFL called the tweet reprehensible saying the author of the tweet in question is not and has never been a staffer of the Minnesota DFL. Our party is investigating whether he is affiliated with local party units in any way, and will take action to have him removed if that is the case. Well, uh, Becky Allery, who is a uh, who works in um, a, a in communications uh, for the Minnesota Republican Party, uh, she actually put a tweet out saying, uh, referring to a tweet from May. Uh, from this Lane Scheibel saying that uh, I've been allowed the privilege to serve as director to the DFL party of Minnesota CD6 and she also shared a screenshot of the 6th Congressional District DFL where Lane Scheibel is listed as a director so uh, I guess it takes a, a communications person from the Minnesota GOP to do the DFL's dirty work for him as far as the investigation. There it is right there. Uh, you just get- Couple social media screen grabs, and it's, and it's right there. Uh, it was later confirmed uh, to the Pioneer Press that Scheibel had resigned. It's the second con- controversy involving a DFL member and the military in the past week after DFL communications officer William Davis apologized to referring to the new USS Minneapolis St. Paul as a murder boat. So we can point the lunacy of these people who gain power positions within the DFL, whether it's the volunteer organization within the 6th Congressional District, or whether it's a paid staffer within the state party. We can point these out all we want and we are righteous in our indignation over this because this is just disgusting commentary and reflects poorly on the brave men and women who serve in active duty military. It's, It's disgusting. There's no place for it. But what this reminds me of and I don't know if this is the best analogy, but it's one I could think of. If you're a Timberwolves fan, Timberwolves, you think they're bad now? I I've seen I watched them from day one, and they were lost sixty to sixty-five games a year mm-hmm. in throughout the early nineties, mm-hmm. just awful. Yep. And the I, I think it was the first twenty-four times they faced the Phoenix Suns in franchise history, they went like zero and twenty-four. <laughs> they they could never beat the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. And there was a game at Target Center where Crunch, the Timberwolves mascot, is like shooting basketballs from half court, putting on a show for the fans because that was really the only show that the fans could indulge in because the basketball team was <laughs> right, so terrible. Right. And Dan Marley, who is a uh, shooting guard, I think a power forward shooting guard for the, for the Suns, all of a sudden during a timeout, he goes over and starts taking basketballs off of Crunch's rack and shooting basketballs himself. Trying to upstage Crunch, <laughs> Well, the Timberwolves are so inept, what are they? How are they going to respond? They can't. They're so. They they probably should be embarrassed by the fact an opponent is showing up their mascot. All right, this may not be the best analogy, but what I'm trying to say here is, the GOP in this state is so inept. This this should be a, of advantage. This should be an advantage to you electorally, because it shines the light on what kooks are in the DFL. But unfortunately, we have way too many on our own side. And so this idea, if you're going to be righteous in your indignation and shouting this from the hills, that's all fine and good. But unfortunately, when we have officers in our party, local congressional districts, particularly the 4th Congressional District Republicans, trying to disallow Muslims from serving in leadership positions, sorry, you don't you don't have a whole lot of moral authority there. I'm just saying. Okay? Now I find that I find that disgusting. I I'm, I'm I'm intellectually consistent in this. Not trying to pat myself on the back, but I'm just saying. These are the exact people we should be appealing to. Muslim immigrants to this country who are who are seeking out leadership positions in the Republican Party. These are people who are seeing the light, realize that a Republican Party gives them more opportunity economically in this country. All right? So if we're going to continue to point out the shenanigans of the DFL and this disgusting rhetoric uh, they put out there, um, might want to keep our own house clean. I'll just put it. I'll just keep it that way. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also reach out via Twitter. Just use hashtag darn show hashtag n a r n show. Brad Carlson the clothes are coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
0: Hi, this is Terry Sandvold, CEO of Sandvold Financial Group and host of Money Talks. Sandvold Financial Group would like to help provide the sturdy foundation for your financial future. We want you to plan for tomorrow today. Give us a call to attend an upcoming seminar at 952-544-2837. That's 952-544-2837 or go to helpmeterry.com to set up a no-cost financial review today.
8: Securities offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Sampled Financial Group is in Minnetonka. 952-544-2837.
6: Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scale are tipped in your favor. Call 800 444 2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800 444 2013. 800 444 2013.
3: that's 800-918-7169.
8: One size fits all. It's the biggest lie in the world. Not true for clothes, not true for closets, but most so-called custom closet companies actually use prefab sizes. They just sort of fit all spaces. Closet and Storage Concepts custom builds your design in their shop, so it fits like a tailored suit. You can choose from a huge selection of materials and finishes to reflect your personal style. And because they custom build, they can also outfit your garage, mudroom, craft space, or any other space. Visit closetandstorageconcepts.com.
4: Welcome back.
1: Be the day when you say it's me,
4: Brad Carlson, and AM 128 of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks as always for tuning in.
8: Six
4: five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also feel free to weigh in via Twitter again. Just use hashtag NARN Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you. Tuning in, I uh, came across an interesting piece this past week at the Orange County Register, uh, asking a simple question. It's an opinion piece by Joel Kotkin. What is social justice? And if you're wondering who Joel Kotkin is, uh, he is the R.C. Hobbs Presidential Fellow in Urban Futures at Chapman University in Orange, California, and in, or Orange County. Excuse me, and executive director of the Houston-based Center for Opportunity. Urbanism. Uh, just a couple uh, points here that I want to read, and then maybe uh, offer my own commentary. Uh, perhaps no issue more motivates progressive activists than social justice. Good intentions may motivate the social justice warriors, albeit sometimes sprinkled with a dollop of self hatred. But good intentions do not necessarily produce good results. Indeed, often the policies favored by progressive idealists hinder the economic and social progress of the very people they seek to rescue. They do this in many ways, emphasizing subsidies and preferences based on race while undermining the economic growth that most poor people of any race, according to a recent YouGov poll, believe would be more effective than entitlement spending in reducing poverty. In the real world where most people live, intentions do not necessarily produce results. Opposition to charter schools may please progressives' allies in the teachers' unions, but removes from poor and minority communities one proven way to achieve better results. Oh, th- that's excellent because he, my friend and colleague Mitch Berg on these he heard every Saturday on these air- airwaves, one to three p.m. This is one thing that he has been shouting from the hills pretty much since day one. And you know, Mitch has told his story in these airwaves, so I'm not really revealing anything secret about his family. Uh, he pulled his kids out of the St. Paul public schools system, and he's wrote written about it his blog, the dark dot info. I won't go into the whole story, and put them in charter schools, and they thrived. Done, done tremendously and have gone on to be very productive citizens. And, and as a result, it, as a result of getting this foundation uh, in, their, in their lives. And the one thing he says about Republican candidates who are running in these urban areas, these very difficult legislative districts, says if you are, or particularly candidates who are running Republicans statewide, okay? You figure Republicans running statewide, you're going to get most of the outstate vote. But unless you start making a dent in the urban areas, making Minnesota Reds a fantasy, it just is. And one thing Mitch always shouts from the hills, if you're a statewide Republican candidate and you are not meeting with parents, particularly African-American parents, of charter school students, you're doing it wrong. Because progressives are constantly trying to undermine charter schools for the reason that Joel Kotkin laid out in this piece. It's because progressives, you know, they have allies in the teachers unions and as a result if it's going to be a blockade to minorities getting into these charter schools well that is going to serve to hurt the very people they claim to be helping so this is uh this is excellent stuff uh lowering standards might allow some of these students to emerge from underperforming schools and enter elite colleges But the evidence is that such students do poorly in these environments, often dropping out, and if they stay, segregating into departments like ethnic or women's studies devoted to, you guessed it, social justice. So there's that uh, vicious cycle we're talking about. Indeed, the emphasis on social justice, which is now filtering into the younger grades, seems destined to lower the actual achievement of those who so indoctrinated. The emphasis on race, gender, and horrors of horrors, white privilege, is no substitute for the proficiency in math, science, or literacy things actually valued in the real world. Well, now, you see things talking about this all the time. What are kids being taught about regarding real-world skills? I mean, I remember in high school, uh, middle school even, going back to eighth grade, in English classes, do they diagram sentences anymore, like point out verbs, adverbs, adjectives, that sort of thing? Anyone? Crickets? No. I, I mean, you know I, I remember that vividly, and it actually helped me in my writing. Now, if you read my blog at bradcarlson.org, you may think it didn't take very well. And that's a point well taken, but uh, I, you know, I still work on it. I still try to learn. I, I'm not above learning. That's for certain. Uh, I remember in my elementary school math class, they were literally showing us how to balance a checkbook, honest to God. If I'm lying, I'm dying. They were showing in in sixth, fifth or sixth grade, uh, showing us how to balance a checkbook. Yeah, I
5: would have killed for some of those classes, like, stuff, just some basic human life necessity needs, like, kind of stuff like that in school, like, balancing checkbooks, um, learning to save money, even other stuff like that, too. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I I, I did not do that well in school. I was never a good – I never had good grades or anything like that. But I'm learning as I've been a working adult. I'm starting to figure these things out a little bit. So I'm kind of wondering, like, man – I seem to have wasted a lot of time on stuff that I am not going to be using anytime soon. When right. there's a whole bunch of other life lessons I'm learning now as a young adult, one year after college, I'm like, I never knew how to do that. I never knew blah 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 blah, and it's it's kind of frustrating that some of that stuff isn't part of our edu- educational system a little bit more.
4: Yeah, absolutely, and 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 I think you know it, it's not to say that some of these subjects being taught aren't important, but all too often. And, and my wife, being a middle school teacher, I mean she she's seen this uh, by you know from former colleagues that they inject their personal worldview into their into their teachings, into their subjects, which have nothing to do with the, the subject at hand. Uh, I'll continue reading from this piece. In California and other progressive states, woke policies are clearly not helping the poor. Indeed, despite all the progressive rhetoric, African Americans and Latinos suffer considerably higher rates of poverty in California than in the rest of the nation. The Golden State already suffers the highest percentage of poor people among the states. The twin pillars of woke politics, California and New York, also suffer both the highest rates of inequality in the nation. You look at some place like San Francisco or now even Los Angeles. I mean, you, you talk about how... They pass these policies with the intention of closing the gap, you know, spreading the wealth around, so to speak, and increasing you know, the minimum wage. That's always a, a, a big progressive ideal is to increase the minimum wage in these big cities. And they're finding out the hard way how, how much it's hampering them. Well, LA and California, I mean LA it's, it's horrifying to hear what's going on there. The out of control homelessness, because you know, they try to implement things like rent control, and as a result, it creates a housing shortage, and these people wind up on the streets, and once they're out on the streets, and they get into just awful activities, particularly uh, addicted to drugs, and then a lot, these, a lot of these people are suffering from mental illness as it is, there's no coming back from that. And it is served to widen the gap, because to, to live in Los Angeles, it's outrageous what you have, how much you have to, how much money you have to make, just to be able to get a mortgage. And in Cal- some places in California, they're offering forty-year mortgages. San Francisco, the same thing. They, you hear the legends about it, about how you have to literally watch for feces and drug needles in the streets. And so there's that end, and then there's the uber wealthy, like you know, those who, uh, like the Nancy Pelosi's of the world, living in, in San Francisco. So it's, it's absolutely frightening. And, you know, they talk about the state of California. You need to look no further than those two cities specifically. Uh, many policies embraced by progressives also hamper minority aspirations to enter the middle class. California policies that restrict peripheral development, for example, have made home ownership all but impossible and rents unsustainably high for most minorities and working class families. In the Los Angeles metropolitan area, for example, 37% of Latinos and 33% of African-Americans own their own home. In much dist and less rigorously progressive places like Houston or Atlanta, the percentages are much higher. So, for example, in Houston, it's 51% of Latinos, 42% of uh, African-Americans own their own home. And in Atlanta, it's 44% of Latinos and 45% of African Americans own their own home. The deepest blue cities, San Francisco, New York, San Jose, Los Angeles, and Boston, may be ruled by social justice activists, but according to Pew Research, suffer the largest gaps between bottom and top quintiles. Longstanding minority communities like Albina in Portland are disappearing as 10,000 of the 38,000 residents have been pushed out of the historic African-American section. San Francisco's African-American black population is roughly half of that of the 1970s, constituting less than 5% of the city's population. More than half of the Bay Area's lower-income communities, notes a recent UC Berkeley study, are in danger of mass displacement. Again, this is uh, this is at ocregister.com. Uh, a column entitled What is Social Justice, written by Joel Kotkin. Definitely read the whole thing. Definitely uh, check it out. And this is something that we're seeing in Minneapolis, what they're, what they're trying to fight for. They're trying to make more affordable housing. They're, they're at the point in the city of Minneapolis proper, you can no longer, if you want to build a home, it can no longer be a single-family home. You have to basically live in condominiums, twin homes, whatever. City Council is trying to make it so you can no longer build a single-family home in Minneapolis because they obviously tried to cram as many people in there as possible through these condominium complexes. And, and And can you afford any of that? And who can afford that? You know, the the fight for, you know, and you can see where this is going next, particularly in Minneapolis because they're talking about the fight for 15 $15 an hour minimum wage. Well, if you extrapolate that out over a, 40-hour work week, that's about $32,000, $33,000 per year. Then all of a sudden you have, I think it was a city page, it's like, how are people supposed to make it on $33,000 a year? So now you were—now you see where this is going. Okay, $15 all of a sudden isn't enough. So definitely something to keep an eye on in, in our urban communities, that is for certain. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Show hashtag Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming up with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
6: Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263.
8: 1-800-458-3263.
2: It may not be stomach issues. For me,
8: it's intense gas, or pain, or diarrhea, sometimes all at once, over and over
3: I spent years with the symptoms, but could never figure it out. No matter what I did, they never went away. So I decided to break it down for my doctor and get really specific about my symptoms.
8: We discovered that exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, may be the reason for my stomach issues.
3: EPI is caused by my pancreas. It leads to diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. The symptoms just don't go away.
8: But EPI can show up with even one symptom.
3: The good news? EPI is manageable. But to get to the right diagnosis, you have to break it down for your doctor and get specific about the severity of your symptoms. Visit identifyepi.com to learn more and use the symptom checker to help change the conversation with your doctor. Brought to you by ABV.
1: Once upon a time, many years ago, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, <laughs> cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. I believe they called it a phone book. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? We've come a long way. Now, there's Salem Surround. We help deliver customers right to your front door with targeted digital marketing. These are the tools of the 21st century smart businesses used to succeed. And our team at Salem Surround can guide you through all the available options with the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof so you can spend time taking care of your customers. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. With Salem Surround, there are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundmsp.com MSP.com surround connecting you with new customers.
3: Welcome
4: back. 12. the Patriot Northern Alliance radio network. This is me, Brad Carlson closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance radio network programming. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It is the King Banyan Show, Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Bergen, these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He is on Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition. I am the closer, closing out weekends. And here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. Always honored to welcome to the broadcast Uh, D. Greg Scott, he is cybersecurity expert. And if you wonder how we can do a broadcast every first weekend in February out on a frozen lake uh, in in Plymouth, well, Greg Scott's kind of our go-to guy for getting (laughs) all that set up and uh, making us uh, run very smoothly. He's been on the broadcast a couple previous times. He's written a couple fiction novels, one entitled Bullseye Breach, the other Virus Bomb, having to do with uh, some pretty scary scenarios regarding uh, cyber issues. And one such issue occurred within the last week. Apparently, there was a national outage at Target stores, which uh, basically there, shut yep. down their uh, checkout lane. So we'll talk to, to Greg a little bit about that. First of all, Greg, always great to have you on the broadcast. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Great day to be on the radio. Yeah. Now, it's it. Uh, you had an, a fictional novel entitled Bullseye Breach, which was loosely based on a corporation that has a bullseye for a logo. <laughs> and in a completely unrelated matter, uh, Target checkouts were hit by an <laughs> outage for two days in a row last week. What can you tell us about that, Greg
7: Scott? It was intense. It wasn't two days. It was more like four hours, but it just felt like two days. And and it was all over the country. I've got I've got stories from people that were in the checkout line, ready to check out, and then boom, that the the point of sale systems died, mm. and and um, people got in and tweeted millions of people all over the country, and the Target employees in the stores. Every story I've heard were just wonderful. They they handed out Starbucks coffee and cookies and did everything to keep the to keep the crowds from going wild. Oh sure. Yeah. So then there's this whole bunch of speculation. What went wrong this time? Why did the point of sale systems die? What happened and what can we do to fix it? And Target's not saying anything in public. However, there's one tidbit. I it was in the Star Tribune or not, sorry, it was in the Pioneer Press, not okay. the Star Tribune. And a friend of mine pointed this out too. 5 years to the day, to the day, June 15th, 2014, Target had suffered the exact
4: same outage. Really?
7: 5 years to the day.
4: So, is there something specific about that date? We it's should a, know, Greg. Scott yes, like it's a
7: mega, huge, monster clue. All right. So, <clears throat> part of Greg's cybersecurity. You're going to keep one, us in
4: suspense, Greg Scott. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay.
7: Well, okay no, fair no. enough. Fair enough. I, 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 it takes a paragraph to explain. This. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. So part that <laughs> uh, part. So give me the paragraph, and then it'll all ma- it'll all make sense at the end. Gotcha. Part part of Greg's dozen or so cybersecurity tips. We'll talk about that later. But one of them is this thing called trust. If if Alice wants to visit Bob's website, mm-hmm. you know there's always Alice and Bob in these things. Sure. How does Alice know that Bob really is Bob? It's just some website on the on the other side of the internet. Somebody could be poisoning DNS, or there's all kinds of impersonation stuff that can go on. And how does Alice know that there's not some man in the middle pretending to be Alice and pretending to be Bob and garbling the conversation? So that's that's that creates a concept called trust. Trust over the internet. The way we do that is Alice trusts a third party named Kathy. Kathy runs an operation called a Certificate Authority. Kathy, the Certificate Authority. So we, we use letters for memory aids. Uh-huh. So yes. Alice trusts Kathy, Bob trusts Kathy. Bob got together with Kathy before Alice ever visited and said, Kathy, I, I need to show you that. I need to, how can I prove to you that I really am Bob? So Bob jumps through his hoops. He proves that he's Bob. Kathy signs a certificate and gives it to Bob, and the certificate says, Bob really is Bob, signed Kathy. And everybody knows what Kathy's certificate looks like or what Kathy's signature looks like. There's a whole bunch of math behind this, but that's the, that's the idea. So when Alice visits Bob's website, Bob gives Alice a certificate signed by Kathy that says, I really am Bob. Now Kathy can be, Kathy can feel safe that she's visiting Bob's website. Okay, makes sense? Now, here's the, here's the key sentence. These certificates have a lifetime, and the typical lifetime is five years. So. Okay, interesting. <laughs> okay, so when something expires five years to the day, mm-hmm. the first thing you suspect is somebody didn't renew their certificate. Whoops. Yep. That's a whoops. That's probably what happened. Now, this is speculation. I don't work for Target. I'm not an insider. It's speculation and based on there public. are probably
4: other people who no longer work for Target. After. Yeah. Let's go
7: ahead. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, I imagine there are some people that scrambled like mad on a Saturday yeah. to call up their certificate authority and get some certificates <laughs> renewed. I imagine there was a whole oh, lot of boy. scrambling that went on. Whoops. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah. Okay. So interesting. So uh, now Target always seems to keep kind of these high profile i mean they've had this wasn't necessarily a breach but they've had high profile breaches in the past and they always seem pretty tight-lipped about it don't want to talk too much about it uh uh, and to that to that extent i certainly understand but uh from what you can tell greg scott are they learning from these particular issues they are okay they are this is good
7: yep i um I've talked to a few people that that work at Target. They've had a whole bunch of turnover since the since the great Target breach of 2013, and and that was the biggest at the time. There's been bigger and badder and worse breaches since then, but Target led the way with all the news coverage. Same thing on this point of sale system breach, tar, or breach point of sale system outage. Sure. Target led the way with all the news coverage, but there's been there's been others. I was in a I was in a Home Depot. I think it was in the 90s. And okay. I was waiting in line to check out for my whatever it was I was getting, and none of the checkout lines were moving, and people were backing up, queuing up, queuing up, queuing up. So Greg, being the curious person that I am, <laughs> I walked up to the front and started poking around on their point-of-sale systems, and, and, and they were all down. They couldn't find their NetWare server. Oh, okay. I, I offered to help, but nobody wanted to take take me up on my offer. They fixed it a little while later, and everybody checked out, never made the news or anything. But now that stuff makes the news all the time because we depend on technology every day to live, and we don't even remember what it used to be like before we depended on technology all the time.
4: Yeah, and obviously we've got some very sensitive information that's being passed through uh, a lot of these technological systems, and, and certainly people are vulnerable, ha- vulnerable to having their personal information Exposed. I mean, you hear about it all the time. You betcha. Thousands of uh, credit card numbers uh, were exposed. I mean, I know I have a uh, identity theft protection service that uh, they'll typically email me articles saying if you've shopped at this place, you know, you recently you may have been exposed <laughs> to a breach. Uh, scary stuff, Greg Scott. And, and this is something you know we we're talking in the previous segment about things that are taught in schools or not taught in schools with such a heavy emphasis on technology, like you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of just basic security technology education do you think should and be at different levels of school if I, there should be any
7: there sh- definitely should be any it should be it should be um you know it it shouldn't be part of math or science it should be part of maybe social studies okay it should be it, it should be everywhere we technology is fundamental to our society these days i'll give you a quick anecdote. I graduated from a from a liberal arts college called Wabash College, Crawfordsville, Indiana. Eight hundred eight hundred young men, all strong. Okay, it's, it's one. It's it's about one of the last two remaining all male colleges in the United States. And I, interesting. I I I went to I went to school at one, went to work for the other in in Terre Haute, Indiana. Okay, interesting. Wabash has one rule. This is what I like about Wabash College. It has one rule. Every student will conduct himself as a gentleman at all times, both on and off campus. I like one it. rule. That's the whole. That's it. That's good. So anyway, Wabash is a liberal arts school, and even when I was there, and we were starting to get into technology, I had a full head of hair then. It was the 70s.
4: (laughs) I think I had a full hair in the the 70s, too, but that's another story. (laughs) But I said, guys,
7: we have all these computers doing stuff for us, and it's only going to get more and more and more and more. And the professors looked down their nose at technology, and they said, no, we're not going to teach people how to use tools here. We're going to teach people how to think. This is a liberal arts college. We're not going to do tool stuff. And I said, you guys really need to do some computer science. You really do. That was in 1979 when I graduated. Okay, so, so I just went back for our 40 year 40 year reunion anniversary thing, a big a big event, and I found out starting in the fall of 2020, Wabash College is going to offer a computer science major. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Now, when Wabash College, even Wabash College in Crawfordsville, Indiana, in the cornfields, admits that that we depend on technology every day in our society. That's that's big news. That that means it really must. This internet stuff must be here to stay. And I so think yes, so, yeah. absolutely for sure. Every student in the United States needs to be educated on this stuff, and and so do a lot of adults too. I have a I have a I have a checklist.
4: Okay, <laughs> yeah, I saw Greg taking notes uh, just before his segment got started, so I know he's serious about this. You've yeah. got a checklist, yeah? Pl-
7: it's my dozen or, my dozen or so cybersecurity tips. Okay, or cyber safety tips. Okay, and um, I'll do a quick plug. I hope that's okay. Of course. Go to my website, com. I promoted
4: so, it at the outset, Greg, so you're a, absolutely. Go you're ahead. a
7: good man, sir. I love you. <laughs> Appreciate that, yeah. yeah. So D. Greg Scott, D as in Daniel, com, and there's a big red button at the very, very top of the page. Click on that button, and you'll give me your name and your email address, so you'll trust me with your email address. Hopefully, I can earn it. You'll trust me. And then every other day, I'll send you one of these cybersecurity tips. I've got some automation inside MailChimp that just sets all that up. Okay. So they are, we, and, and it's an hour presentation. We're not going to do it. But email, email, um, here's the list, email hygiene, keep your updates updated, learn about how authentication works, learn about how trust works. We talked about that a little bit. Right. Passwords are a big deal. Pass phrases are better than passwords, by the way. Backups. I was going We're gonna talk. We may talk about ransomware if there's time. Backups are huge. Just backups are huge. We we'll won't get into that. Care about social media. When you when you post your intimate secrets on Facebook, the whole world's gonna see it somehow, some way, sooner or later. So just don't do it. And then mobile. mobile these mobile devices that give us directions for everywhere we want to go, turn by turn directions. They also know. They also tell Google or tell somebody everything that you do. Tech tools. All the all the all the talks we see about cybersecurity, they tell you to have antivirus and have this tool and that tool. Right. Tech tools are important. But there is no substitute for good old fashioned human awareness. That's the right. next one. Be aware of what's going on around you. It's no different than walking around downtown with a paper bag over everybody's face and trying to figure out the good guys from the bad guys. Be aware. And then Care and for busy people. We, Brad, we've talked about this before. Care and share to be prepared. <laughs> I like it. Once yep. again,
4: we are joined by uh, D. Greg Scott, e. a cybersecurity expert. Again, check out his website, dgregscott.com. I've also linked to it on today's uh, show post at org. It's your kind of one stop shop for everything. We're going to take a break when we come back. Uh, uh, got some other things to talk about uh, with uh, Greg Scott. Uh, did you hear about the Google Calendar? Uh shut down recently I I saw a couple emails on that okay yeah, yeah if you know anything about that I'd love to get your insights on that and uh, a few more things in this final segment in this first hour right here on the Northern Alliance radio Network go Going... am
3: 1280 the Patriot.
2: If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. relieffactor.com.
8: Wow, Pro Life Across America is celebrating its 30th year of saving babies. That's right. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We began three decades ago, and thanks to our supporters, we now have billboards, radio ads, and Internet ads across the country. So what have we learned in these 30 years? No woman wants an abortion. Most feel panic, pressure, and alone. Our hotline receives an average of 200 to 250 calls a month. We connect callers with free, confidential, and life-affirming assistance. Please help continue this legacy of support or post-abortion assistance. Visit us at prolifeacrossamerica.org or to donate today simply press pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key words pro life pro life across america non-political and totally educational pro life
7: across america, the
8: we can all agree that a good education benefits students their family and society as a whole education shapes your child into the person they will become Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session.
3: Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280. The Patriot. The the all-new AM1280thepatriot.com. Listen to podcasts of your favorite shows, find local and national news, and register to win prizes with our Freedom Fan Club. Check out our new look. Visit AM1280thepatriot.com today.
8: Become the
0: best steward of your own money. Join us at Online Trading Academy for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use keyword OTA. Again, pound 250, keyword OTA.
4: Welcome back, AM 1280 to the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Joined again this segment by D. Greg Scott. Check out his website, dgregscott.com, for your one-stop shop for all things cybersecurity and how you can keep all of your personal information, social media accounts, or whatever, as safe as possible. Because let's be honest, technology is a part of everyday life. I mean, everybody has one of those handheld phones. You're practically running into each other because you got your head down in them and practically bumping to each other, excuse me, in the streets in downtown St. Paul or Minneapolis. Uh, Greg, I, I did. Now we, as we were going out of the last break, I did ask you about, uh, apparently they were, I didn't notice this, but I use Google calendar all the time. And apparently there was an issue where it was, Shut down for a time, uh, some
7: coworkers mentioned that too. Okay. I don't know anything about Google 's outage, but okay. I do know that lots of people had calendar problems for a while, but every that we go to cloud services because we think the cloud it's safer because it's the cloud sure well okay there's there are some differences. These cloud services are run by professionals they're run at a big scale, and so they have economies of scale and they can do stuff more efficiently than, than we can do on their own right. on our own that's all true. But they're not perfect, and when you when you put all your stuff in the cloud, you put it somewhere else, and you relinquish control over it. That's just the fact. And so, when it's inside the cloud, it can be subject to these outages here and there and everywhere. It, it, stuff like that just happens. Technology is a lot more complicated than the power. You know, when we lose dial tone or we lose electricity, that makes the news. Mm-hmm. It's getting that way when when there's technology glitches. Right. But the technology stuff is way more complicated than anything else that we've centralized, and so expect that kind of stuff and be prepared for it. Be prepared to operate when it breaks.
4: Well, yeah, and and I guess that uh, that's I guess next question I have is because you know people if they live off the Google Calendar like I do. I mean, that's access to information, your most personal information, where you're going to be at this particular time yep, or what yep. appointment you've got going on there. And that's something you'd be very vulnerable. And some people never swear off the old paper calendar <laughs> either. And that might not be a bad idea, Greg Scott.
7: Well, but, in my day job, I live off of Google Calendar, too. I, yeah. I look Every day I look in the calendar. Who do I? What customers do I have to call? And when do the calls come? I, I don't know how I'd operate if I didn't have that calendar. I, I I'm with you. But the more we depend on technology, the more expensive the failures become. And so we need to make sure, if you're a provider of technology, make sure you have the appropriate levels of redundancy built in. And if you're a consumer of technology, Mm -hmm. make sure that you have a way to operate without it temporarily. Just common sense. Oh, sure. Yeah, no question about it.
4: Now, uh, somehow we were able to make a segue. Uh, 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 Producer uh, board op Jason was a little concerned about our music, uh, uh, the song Bullet by Misfits. Uh, it was a kind of a graphic uh, description of uh, the, the the Kennedy assassination. Somehow you were able to segue into uh, <laughs> into something with that, Greg Scott. I well, wish you yeah. luck, but
7: uh, <laughs> because then we're we're chuckling. But people can die because of these cybersecurity breaches. Mm. We had one in 2015 with OPM. We've talked about it on this show before, the Office of the Personnel. Office of Management. Of per- yep, yep, yep. So people who applied for a security clearance. Now, man, think about this scenario. You fill out your form and you apply for U.S. government security clearance, and then the FBI and all the agencies do their due diligence on you. Sure. The Chinese penetrated that system, mm, and they have right. everybody who applied for a U.S. security clearance the Chinese know about. Now think, about th- think this through. Christianity is illegal in China. Yes. And and passing out Bibles is a good way to get in big, big trouble. Yes. But there are missionaries in China who pass out Bibles in house churches all, all over the place, sure. and some of those have probably mentioned that in the forums that they filled out for OPM.
1: Mm, okay. We will
7: probably never know how many people died because of that data breach. And I, Kathleen Archuleta, who was the head of OPM, lost her job because of it, and she should have. When you when you get out in front of the cameras and say you take security seriously, well prove it.
4: Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah.
7: So that you're you're that that's the segue about your song about the Kennedy assassination. It is conceivable that a cybersecurity breach could lead to a presidential assassination. I I know a bald guy who wrote a novel about how cybersecurity breaches led to an attempted Ebola attack against the United what States. What a
4: coincidence. I well, bet I know the same guy, too. i bet you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, again, we were talking with uh, D. Greg Scott. Again, check out his website, dgregscott.com. I imagine you have links to both your novels, uh, Greg Scott, on Absolutely. your website. Right.
7: Dgregscott.com slash books. Easy to find. Or yeah. just navigate to it. There's a little menu thing that says books. It's easy to find what what do you (sighs) and you can buy it on amazon or barnes and any anywhere you can buy Uh. books you can buy my stuff
4: i imagine you have a lot of sources of uh frustration about how lax some people can be when it comes to cybersecurity or particularly their own personal information uh what is something that you look at it's like okay this is so easily preventable this should never happen uh what would be your biggest source of angst to people that just kind of can't stay out of their own way when it comes to cybersecurity.
7: You, yeah, I love you, man. Let's let's talk about. I asked fake, his leading yeah, questions. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, she did. <laughs> let's spend. Let's talk about te- fake tech support calls. Okay. That's a Good thing to talk about. All right. I, a friend of mine was was was. Um, I was just taught she was victimized by it, and so she took some fake tech support call. They said her computer was screwed up, and let us get inside your computer. Oh Click yeah. on oh. all these buttons, do this, and they got inside her computer, and they and they did whatever it is that they did. So, okay, if you that was bad and and I I expressed my feelings rigorously, (laughs) maybe a little bit more rigorously than I should have. But that that stuff, that stuff makes me mad. Um, If uh, vigorously, not rigorously, vigorously. I'll get my word straight. I got you. OK, thank you. (laughs) If if sitting at home. If your phone rings, you enter the phone, and it's some guy with a thick Indian accent, and he says, we've been, we're have been, we from Microsoft, and we've been monitoring your computer, and we've noticed a strange pattern across the Internet. Let us in to fix it. Don't. Just, just say no. Right, Don't do right. it. It's somebody trying to rob you. Quick anecdote.
4: Three years ago, um, there's a kind of comp- like a Russian guy named Peggy, that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is, that's where this is going. Yeah, right.
7: Three years ago, I was I, I, in, in my day job, I worked for a software company named Red Hat. Okay. And Red Hat is the leading open source software vendor in the world. There's my Red Hat commercial. And I was in the Red Hat Tower, it's this tall building in, in downtown Raleigh, North Carolina. I think okay. it was on the 17th floor. And my cell phone rang, and it was someone. Sir, we have we have detected that I can't do an Indian accent, but we have detected that 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 your your Windows computer has been compromised, and we want to let you in to fix it. Now, I was in the seventeenth floor of the Red Hat Tower, mm-hmm. Microsoft Microsoft Windows most vigorous competitor. If you have a Windows computer inside the Red Hat Tower, it better be there for diagnostic purposes, not, right, for, right. not for use. So I thought I'd have some fun with this guy. So, hey, come here, come here. got it. You guys got to catch this. <laughs> so we had a conversation, and I finally said, you know, I'm trying to figure out where are you from. And the guy said, downtown Ohio. Downtown Ohio, yeah, yes, yeah. It's okay. I said, I, 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 I've heard of it, yeah, yeah.
4: downtown yeah. Ohio. Yeah. No, I'd had
7: enough. I said, you might want to work on your geography the next time you call a week re- <laughs> to steal from somebody. Do you Can you look at your mother in the eye? Look your mother in the eye and tell her that you steal for
4: a living, because that's what you're doing. You're stealing oh, unbelievable. from people. Once yeah. again, uh, always uh, entertaining. It, it, I didn't know that cybersecurity and technology could be entertaining, but... God bless you, D. Greg Scott. You pulled it <laughs> off. Again, go to his website, D, that's D as in Daniel, dgregscott.com. Uh, it's your one-stop shop for uh, his novels, uh, his insights on all things technology. And we're going to try to make this a regular segment, Greg. I'll reach out to you periodically uh, whenever some of these big uh, breaches are uh, technology uh, stories take place And uh, hope to have you back Very soon Thanks sir
7: I'm there Make it. Let's make it happen Thanks for having me
4: You bet Hour number one In the can Hour number two Coming up in mere moments Right here on AM 1280 The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network Back in mere moments Go nowhere
8: Closing time Message and data rates may apply
9: Guys Got hair loss? I know what you're thinking Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat. Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real natural hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE22 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it, you cut it, It's your own real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE22 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E 22 to 85850 individual results may vary.
8: When it comes to vein disease and those embarrassing, painful varicose and spider veins, no one is immune. Just ask three-time beach volleyball gold medalist Misty May Trainer. I was surprised to see I had vein disease. I didn't think I was old enough. I'm a working mom of three young ones and I still coach. I need my legs healthy and performing at their best. That's when Misty went to Vein Clinics of America. The doctors of Vein Clinics of America specialize in the latest laser therapies and minimally invasive treatments. It's like they turn back time. The veins they treated are completely completely gone and the procedure happened so fast for over 35 years women and men have been enjoying healthy strong and youthful looking legs thanks to vein clinics of america like gold medalist misty may trainer vein clinics of america work for me and they can work for you too call vein clinics of america now to see if you qualify for a free consultation most treatments are covered by insurance 800-798-3399 that's 800-798-3399 800-798-3399
0: Millions plan for retirement online. Estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, and manage your benefits all from the comfort of your home and give yourself the freedom to do what you want offline. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov.
8: Produced at US Taxpayer Expense.